everyone. Welcome to the Well Endowed Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Bonkink. And I'm Andrew Paul. This podcast is brought to you by Edmonton Community Foundation, and we are a proud affiliate member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Edmonton is full of generous donors who've created endowment funds at ECF. These funds generate money to support charities in Edmonton and beyond. On this podcast, we share stories about how these funds help strengthen our community, because it's good to be well endowed. On this episode, we find out how the River Valley Alliance connects people to and through the River Valley. The Edmonton River Valley is the largest metropolitan river valley park system in the world. Right now, you can traverse over 70 kilometers of connected trails right beside the river. There are two foot bridges to take you across the river and eight boat docks to get you onto the water. The River Valley Alliance is working to further expand this with a goal of connecting more than 100 kilometers of pedestrian trail throughout the capital region. Imagine being able to use active transportation, feet, wheels, paddles, or even skis, all the way from Devon to Fort Saskatchewan. Imagine all the parks to picnic in along the way. So one of my earliest memories of the River Valley and sort of picnics is my uh, grandparents used to live over by uh, Stony Plain Road and like 149th Street. And there's uh, River Valley access there, and my sisters and I, uh, when we would visit them, would often go for these long walks packing uh, lunches. And there's this one spot, and it was kind of a creepy place in the River Valley. Along one of the trails just up the the riverbank is this old, sort of decrepit-looking concrete structure that has this really deteriorating metal grate over the door and graffiti. And uh, we used to go down into the valley and hike up there with our our sandwiches and eat by what we thought was like a witch's den or something. So we weren't sure what exactly the structure was until years later when I was working uh, at Sea Magazine. We did a story on uh, Edmonton during the Cold War era, and it turns out that this structure is an entrance to an old Cold War command center. It was there to sort of house politicians and people of quote-unquote importance to sort of quarterback operations if a bomb was to ever drop on Edmonton. So that was just a fun kind of memory that I have of the River Valley Trails uh, growing up. I think I was, you know, anywhere between like probably like nine to 14 years old when uh, my grandparents were out there and we were hiking through that part of the valley. I'm not sure a bomb shelter is better than a witch's den, though. (laughs) No, still both kind of have a sinister uh, (laughs) vibe to them for sure. Do you have any memories of the River Valley, Elizabeth? I mean, I moved to Edmonton when I was an adult, so I mean, all of my experiences are not quite so whimsical, but I do really enjoy the Mackenzie Ravine. It starts around 147th Street and heads into the dog park, and at one point there's a there's a really nice uh, wooden bridge structure, and the thing that I like most about it is it's right in the middle of the city, and on both sides are lots of homes, but you would never know it because you're in the in the ravine, and you're completely surrounded by green. It couldn't be more quiet, and it's probably one of my favorite places to walk in the River Valley. Yeah, there's no shortage of great trails, and uh, it'd be interesting to see how the River Valley Alliance is planning to further shape that uh, network of pedestrian paths. Well, one thing for sure is the River Valley is a fantastic resource to be able to access nature from the heart of the city. I sat down with Christine Archibald. Uh, My name is Christine Archibald, and I am the Executive Director of the River Valley Alliance. To hear more about what it takes to continue growing the River Valley for us and for future generations. Thank you so much for being here. 
Um, so tell us exactly what is River Valley Alliance. The River Valley Alliance is a not-for-profit organization that was incorporated in 2003 by, at the time, seven municipal shareholders. So all the way from Sturgeon County, Fort, City of Fort Saskatchewan, Strathcona County, City of Edmonton, at the time, Leduc County, Parkland County, and Town of Devon, uh, with uh, the annexation by City of Edmonton of some of the Leduc land, County of Leduc lands, uh, Leduc County is no longer a partner. So we have now six member municipalities. And the goal uh, 20 years ago, uh, when it was incorporated, was to connect 100 kilometers of River Valley Trail all the way from Sturgeon County, Fort Saskatchewan, through to the southwest at the town of Devon. I understand the River Valley Alliance is a nonprofit organization. Can you tell us a little bit more about your funding structure? Sure. It's one of the first and best examples of regional cooperation across governments and across funding levels. So we are funded by all three levels of government, federal, provincial, and municipal. And that's where we get our, our grant bits through grant funding, usually through Infrastructure Canada, um, Alberta Parks, and then municipalities. So you said it was a good example of cooperation. Um, do you think that this will lead to greater areas of cooperation between the municipalities? Um, I think so. You know, uh, we have, so our board of directors consists of a, a, a municipal councillor from each of our municipalities, as well as some directors at large, again, just members of the public from uh, other municipalities. So there are 16 members along with myself. It's just, you know, it's been an ongoing 20-year project of seeing six municipalities, formerly seven, have to come to agreement on a number of topics. We started with a plan of action that incorporated three phases. We're, st we're still in phase one. Uh, we're coming to the end of our phase one grant, actually, looking to um, source out our phase two grants. So phase one consisted of 13 projects within our plan of action. And the plan of action is a very broad and in-depth uh, agreement that all municipalities came to agree upon. And that even in itself took over a year, almost two years, to get all of them to decide what their priority projects were, what the priority projects were, not only for the municipality, but across the region, with the goal of connectivity. And they've done an amazing job um, cooperating and utilizing the funding to the absolute maximum of, of its benefit. I can't imagine it would be easy to have so many um, organizations trying to get into their own best interests. Uh, come to an agreement. But what are some of those projects that you've completed recently that um, we might know about? Sure. So I, I'll, it's easiest to start kind of in the northeast and then work our way south. Um, so Sturgeon County, you have Lamaru Trail, Lamaru Landing, and currently underway also is the underslung pedestrian portion of the Highway 15 bridge. So that was in partnership with Alberta Transportation. Uh, they were redoing the driving deck portion of that bridge and Highway 15. And so we approached them and asked if perhaps we could add an underslung portion if we and the municipalities paid for that portion and they agreed. So that will connect Sturgeon County to Fort Saskatchewan. On um, Fort Saskatchewan side, you have West River's Ed Pavilion and a number of trails um, linking all the way, actually 13 kilometers worth of trails all along the river, right into Strathcona County, just outside of Sher Park, uh, Township Road 540. And soon to come in the next three years is a pedestrian bridge link linking Strathcona County with the city of Edmonton. So that will then take all of the rural residents from the Northeast into the city of Edmonton park system where they can connect all the way, another probably 30 kilometers worth of trails all the way to the West Anthony Henry Bridge. 
Um, there is currently a gap and that will be our phase two um, projects to, to complete that gap from West End Fayette Bridge into the town of Devon through Parkland County. Um, there are already some trails all the way through town of Devon and Parkland County. So we just need a connecting piece between town of Devon and Parkland County, but we need a pedestrian bridge there. And then we need those last 23 kilometers with the trail. So has this plan changed at all since the original concepts? No, not really. Uh, they really did. The municipalities did a really great job of, of really deciding what the priority projects were and then sticking to them. But of course, in line with that, with, the, with our federal grant agreement, we um, had approved projects right at the beginning with our plan of action. And when we detour from those um, approved projects, we have to go back to the federal government for reapproval. So we have done that a couple of times. We did that with the Strathcona County to um, City of Edmonton Footbridge because it wasn't in the original plan of action. It was in phase two. Um, we did that with the Highway 15 Underslung Pedestrian Bridge as well. Those were two projects that weren't in the initial slated, but we ended up having enough money uh, to do them. So we didn't want to hesitate. And so we went ahead and, and thankfully the federal government was on board with us. Uh, another really, I think probably our most iconic projects is, is the Terwilliger Footbridge in Edmonton, um, the longest ribbon pedestrian bridge in North America, modeled after the Golden Gate in San Francisco. And it's, it's, a, it's a piece of art as well as a piece of infrastructure. Has community support changed at all towards any of these projects? Do you feel like you're getting stronger in the community? I would say definitely stronger, especially with the pandemic. Uh, you know, we have some statistics. There are um, some counters on some of the bridge to just that count a passerby. They don't, you know, they, they don't record any personal information or anything like that. They just didn't count movement of pedestrians. And I'd have to say that the majority of trails, especially from the city of Edmonton, have doubled, if not tripled. Um, the rural areas are seeing that as well. So 2019 statistics, for example, in Gold Bar Park, were around 50,000 for the year. Right now we're at 190,000. So, you know, it, and just, I have to say that we're, we're becoming sort of a spotlight organization. We're getting lots of people um, asking for you know, sort of interviews. I've done a couple of magazine interviews where we're speaking at a couple of different conferences, all of virtual, of course. Um, we're partnering with a lot more organizations are reaching out to us to partner or be their spotlight organization of the month. Um, you know, we have, we're partnering even with a, a, a brewery to, to do a cleanup in the river Valley. They already had one, um, posted that they wanted to, you know, utilize, um, river, river Valley Alliance, just volunteer resources and things like that as well. So it's just amazing actually the outreach. And of course our social media and our website are very, uh, user-friendly. Um, so you, you know, there's lots of blog posts on there. If you, if you want to try out different walks, they'll tell you where to park, how far the walk is, if it's friendly, off-leash friendly, all those good kinds of things, where the most recent, closest washrooms are, which are always very important when you're going on a long hike, you know, so we've just seen, uh, honestly, an outpouring of interest since the pandemic, and even prior to that, we were sort of gearing up, because um, once the two pedestrian bridges in the northeast are in place, we will have 78 kilometers of the 100 kilometers connected, um, so just more people being able to access and they're always so amazed. You know, you know, we get people going, so you're telling me I can get on my bike in Port Saskatchewan and ride it to the West Anthony Henday Bridge in Edmonton once those two bridges are in place. And we're like, yes, yes, you can. And, and people are, they're, 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 they're just amazed that that exists in their own backyard. 
It is a wonderful resource in our own backyard. But let's talk a little bit about all the people using it for COVID. Is that a good thing? I mean, it's a good thing that people are getting outside, but is it a good thing for the for the River Valley? It is, and it has to come with a level of respect, though, and and you know, reverence for nature as well, and to leave it in its natural state. So whatever you take in, you take out. You know, it's just like camping or hiking anywhere else in the world. It needs to be looked after and it needs to be respected as a living, breathing organism all of its own. So we've actually been doing a lot of social media posts, if you check out our website, about um, etiquette in the River Valley, um, you know, trail usage etiquette, um, how to respect nature while you're out there to stay on the paths that are there for you and not just, you know, go hiking through the bushes and breaking branches and tromping through areas that really should be left undisturbed and that kind of thing. Um, and of course, all of our municipalities go through very stringent regulations when it comes to environmental studies and all that type of thing prior to any project even being implemented. So it's always with a respect, a huge respect for the river valley itself and for the river itself. I, I see on your social media um, that you use the hashtag Trek the Trails. Mm-hmm. Um, are you in... I understand there's been an increase in that hashtag. Is that just people wanting to um, insta their life or, you know, record that amazing track or that view? Absolutely. That's what what it's being used for. And interesting, you know, we try to um, gear our activities on our, on our hikes and on our social media to all ages and abilities. And so, you know, youth is there, they're about social media, the, the younger generations and, and us older generations try to keep up. <laughs> I'm speaking for myself right now, but the hashtags are very popular. Um, you know, they just get more people involved. And we, we even have sweatshirts now that say hashtag check the trails, adventure awaits, and a picture of the North Saskatchewan River Valley screened on the front um, that you can purchase on our website soon to come. Um, not for profit, but just to cover our costs and get our message out there a little bit more. Um, so, yeah, we just try to gear everything that we do towards all ages and abilities. So social media is a big part of that. So I wanted to ask, what is your favorite trail? What is your favorite place to go to in the valley? Well, I actually live in Sherwood Park. So I have to say that I am very fond of the, um, it's called Riverside Nature Trail that links uh, Strathcona County to Fort Saskatchewan. It's a 13 kilometer. Um, it's very flat. It's very cyclable. Uh, or, you know, skateboardable. My son likes to go on skateboard, but it's right along the river. You never have to go onto any driving roads at all. It is a long, winding trail that goes through flat open field and treed areas. And the trees are beautiful. They're tall. There's a canopy of leaves in some areas. In the fall, incredible color. Um, throughout the leaves it's an incredible time to visit but it's just this slow winding trail and right to your left hand side you can look at the river the entire time and beside you is a slow winding river it's quite um, quiet in that area and just lazily on its journey to where you know where it's going and uh, you know it's a it's fresh it's it's open it's not near really any you can't see any urban uh, development whatsoever from those areas even though it's literally a few, few footsteps away, honestly, and it's just fresh, clean, crisp air, and uh, it's a restorative and amazing place to be, and there, there are some vista points. We always try and put in park benches along the way. Um, we walk the trails ourselves and say, where would be the best place if I wanted to just sit and contemplate and look at the river? 
and uh, there's some park benches along the way as well for those little, little, little quiet moments. Another favorite of mine that actually is a new trail in the Southwest, uh, Devon Battery Creek Trail. So that will link up from the um, Devon Lines Campground and it goes all the way down to Rabbit Hill and Maine. That one's a new one and it again is top of bank. So it's, it's are, the trails are very interesting. You know, the north, the northeast is a little bit flatter sometimes, um, less steep banks. But when you get into the Southwest, the banks can be very steep and top of bank can be very high and give you these amazing views. They're very steep um, trails, so you would take a, a number of stairs. I think there's 350 stairs to walk down into the valley, but um, they're staggered, so there's little landings along the way that you can kind of stop and look out over the river. And what you'll see is probably miles of river all at once, um, you know, and you'll see the steep top, top of bank on the other side. Um, it's a little faster moving in, in some of these areas. You know, it's not necessarily a slow winding trail. There's a little bit more movement perhaps. Uh, but honestly, green, no matter which way you look. I, I was out there the other day and the water, I commented on the color. You know how when you go to the Caribbean or something like that and the water's that turquoise blue color? The river is turquoise blue there. It's quite amazing because in some other areas, it's more of a you know, that green color, but for some reason in that southwest quadrant, it's turquoise blue and it's just beautiful. It always amazes me too at Rocky Mountain House that it's the same river, but it is also turquoise blue there and it's the same river. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> yeah, it just, uh, it always amazes me that it's different there. Um, we also have a new trail in Parkland County that's opening soon. It's It's open for use. It's not officially open. There's still a little bit of paperwork going on in the background. Um, but, you know, the restriction, restrictive gates and things like that have been taken down. And that one incorporates over 700 stairs. So there's a staircase going into it and a staircase coming out of it. So you can't avoid it no matter what you do. So 700, over 700 stairs altogether. But probably one of the most challenging builds that the RVs undertake in the River Valley. In fact, probably one of the most challenging infrastructure trails that exists anywhere in the River Valley very steep banks, but also the most amazing views of the river. So I encourage um, people to try those ones as well. Can you tell me a little bit about your ambassador program? Sure. So if you go onto our website, there is a link for our ambassador program and you can sign up right on the website. And basically um, pre-COVID, uh, this was much more active in person. We would have hosted walks every single month. Edmonton is also the festival city, so we would involved, get involved in a number of festivals and things like that, especially Heritage Fest and Klondike Days. Unfortunately, we, that's not happening right now, but cleanups and, and just sharing posts on our social media is something that we ask our ambassadors to do. And it's just to show their, their love of the trails, to give information about the areas that they use a lot and share, share all of our social media things you know, create more awareness around what we're trying to do. It is still an active program. 
And if anyone's interested, we, I do encourage them to check out the website, the link on our website. We'd be happy to have them on board. So that's one way that people can get involved with your organization. Are there others? Yes, we have a number of committees. So depending on what skill or education people have, we have five committees. We have an implementation committee that um, is more about um, engineering and infrastructure and not that type of thing. We have a finance committee that uh, manages our grant and all of our um, operating and capital budgeting. We have a community engagement committee, which is probably the most um, active committee as far as community engagement goes. So community engagement is exactly what they do. Um, we have members from each of our six municipalities sitting on this committee, and their job is to go into their community and create more awareness around the River Valley Alliance and our programs and our, and our trails and uh, our amenities and things like that. Um, we also have an advocacy committee, so that is a, a committee that advocates for our phase two grant funding for the most part, um, and also creating more awareness. And all of these things contribute to a much better River Valley, obviously, a much more usable one. Mm -hmm. What is the best time to visit the, the River Valley? Do you have a favorite time? Anytime. You know, uh, some of the parks, of course, have hours of operation that we have to adhere to, but... The one thing about the River Valley, and we call it the hero of our time, you know, COVID's been a time of heroes and, and tragedies, but River Valley is our hero, no matter what. It's there for us to connect with ourselves, with other people, with nature, whenever we need it. So, and it doesn't matter what you want to do. If you want to get active and be more physical, there's that. If you need to sit on a bench or find a quiet spot and just listen to the birds and the leaves and the trees, there's that too. So, you know, it's restorative and it's there for us. Always, no matter what. Many thanks to Christine Archibald for sharing her time with us. Christine will be joining us as our keynote speaker at ECF's annual meeting. That's right. Our annual meeting will be held virtually on June 9th at 11 a.m. You can join us at our website on the date or through Facebook. We'll have all the links in our show notes. And we'll also have links for you to find out more about the River Valley Alliance and to find out how to access all the trails and projects that keep us connected through the River Valley. And don't forget to take a look at our upcoming granting deadlines to see if your project ideas might be eligible for some funding. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. Thanks so much for sharing your time with us. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, be sure to share it with your friends and family. If you have time, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Those reviews help a lot. And you can visit us on Facebook, where you can share your thoughts and see some pictures. Thanks again for tuning in. We've been your hosts, Andrew Paul. And Elizabeth Bonkink. Until, Until next, next time. time. The Well Endowed Podcast is produced by Edmonton Community Foundation. And is an affiliate member of the Alberta Podcast Network. The show is edited by Lisa Pruden. You can visit our website at thewellendowedpodcast.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And follow us on Twitter at the ECF. Our theme music is by Octavo Productions. And as always, don't forget to visit Edmonton Community Foundation at ecfoundation.org. Well endowed.